What's better than Anchor's podcast creation tools? Nothing. Mankind has always searched for evidence of God's perfection, and we found it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use straight from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the lesser of the podcast platforms like Stitcher. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've made $5, and I've been doing this for three months. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is a warning that sometimes there might be inappropriate language, whether it comes from the book we're reviewing or us uh, uh, lightly peppering in some swears in the conversation. We don't normally go crazy, but sometimes it happens, so keep that in mind if you've got a little kid or if you're just really uh, fussy. But uh, either way, don't let that hinder you from enjoying the book, boys. Oh, we're... Well, now they know we're in a basement. <laughs> I think that's been made evident. <laughs> Wasn't it our last one that you were talking about the flies and then I found a worm or something? Yeah, that sounds like something that might have happened. And... Ben! Yeah. Golden Compass movie. Or we're just jumping straight into it. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're just assuming we have nothing to talk about. We just went out to get something to eat. Yeah. Maybe uh, I was holding back the whole time, though. Oh, were you? Well, then unleash. Let me see what you got. What's, what? I, I wasn't, but that's not the point here. The point <laughs> is that I could have been, and you didn't know that. I don't, <laughs> I don't like the assumptions that you're making. Why don't you talk about uh, Stumpy Ron or whatever? Stumpy Ron? <laughs> yeah, what's the name of your stump grinding guy? Oh, uh, actually, I forgot. Oh. Let's All see. Right. Uh, actually, let me just pull it up real, real quick. Because, like, your horny handyman recommended them or something? It's handy Randy. Okay. All you- <laughs> horny part, handyman? Part of my confusion. So I have a, I have a, for the people that have no idea what I'm talking about, we're talking about, I have a handyman who calls himself Handy Randy. He wears a shirt that says Handy Randy with a uh, mall caricature illustration of himself in, like, a golf cart or something waving. And uh, I like how before you didn't say caricature, you said it was a portrait. What, I don't know, what do you call it? Where it's like wacky and you got big buck teeth. Yeah, and, that's a caricature. All right, fine. Okay. So it's a mall caricature artist. Okay. I, I had didn't. a different... I was trying to figure out what a mall... Port, I didn't know if it was like one of those like Thomas Kincaid like painting <laughs> shots in the mall. It was like this like really like kind of good but kind of kitschy like winter scene. But it's a caricature. <laughs> it's a caricature. I don't know how you explain it. It's like when you go to Valley Fair or something. Well, you explained it by using the correct word. How about... All right. Jesus criminy. So, uh, Handy Randy. Then I got a tree guy who's just named Matt, so that's normal. And I asked Matt, since he cut down my trees, if he can recommend someone to grind the stumps down. And he sends me the contact information of Jeff Stumper. Okay. <laughs> what is it with these... Wait, uh, is, his, is Stumper actually his last name? It might be. Is it like Oh, a, you know what I like about this? So... Matt, the guy that cuts down trees, he just sent me a screenshot of his uh, 
of his thing, and I have to show you this. It's a screenshot of the contact information for Jeff Stumper. Okay. And Ben, you get to see this. If you see, it's just a screenshot of, like, the picture that he associates with Jeff Stumper and Jeff Stumper's phone number. Look at the ringtone. <laughs> techno Remix? He assigned Techno Remix as the ringtone uh, for Jeff Stumper. Not, is that some sort of stumping machine? Is this picture, Maybe it is. I don't know. All it says is something diesel... I don't know. So I like how he sent you a screenshot from his phone mm-hmm. instead of just using the button there. It's a share. Says share. Yeah, yeah, I know. Or, you know, copy that number and paste it. Yeah. Just say his name's Jeff. So, okay. So hmm. Jeff Stumper. So there's, I guess, three possibilities on the name here. <laughs> um, Jeff Stumper is maybe this person's legal name. So he comes from a long line of Stumpers. Maybe this yeah. is a family business. 200 years worth of stump grinding. Yeah, and it's just a case of uh, nominative determinism. Isn't that what that's called? Where like oh, you end up you. doing what your name tells you. Somebody's read the dictionary. Yeah, I like words. Mm-hmm. So that's one possibility. The second possibility is like that's his LLC or whatever, and he, Stumper is the name of his business. <laughs> it's Jeff Stumper. <laughs> the third possibility is like your tree guy doesn't know what this guy's name is and just like <laughs> calls him Stumper in his contacts. I think I like that one the best okay. so far. Uh, that's about it. I got nothing else to talk about. Do you have anything to talk about, Ben? Something you can't stop bragging about or shutting up about? I don't know what you could be referring to. But I don't know. Sorry, my new job today. Is that uh, what you're talking yeah, about? That's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. So How do you how do you like your new job? It's, Assuming that you never let anyone you work with know you have a podcast. Oh, I'm going to tell everyone. That's how we get the numbers up. <laughs> I'm Tomorrow, uh, when I'm not in meetings, I'm going to be just sitting, listening at my desk. Not with earbuds. I'm going to make sure <laughs> all of my cube mates can hear what I'm listening to. They're going to ask, like, what is that? I'm like, well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. That's the book boys. You I'm should, a book boy. You should get one of those uh, Bluetooth speakers that have like the really obnoxious lighting inside, like LED lighting <laughs> that you can get from Target for like $30, and it's like techno-looking light situation. You should just have that. Well, like, maybe we can pick that up next time you and I go to Target together <laughs> exactly. to get you some more body wash or yeah, whatever. Yeah, more of my uh, deodorant and yeah. whatnot, my parfum. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love it. You're just in a meeting and... And they're like, okay, well, let's talk about the numbers this month. And all of a sudden, you just pull out a speaker that's totally like got dazzling lights, and you just start playing conversation between two middle-aged men. Yeah. <laughs> the Golden Compass movie, Ben. You got anything else you want to say? Well, I don't know. I thought there was a. Th- we were going somewhere with that. And you were going to say, work? assuming, yeah, assuming oh, I don't tell. Yeah, you can talk anything. bad about your new job, and anyone, it was my first day. I have nothing bad to say. I'm just saying you have that option down the road, and okay. it would probably make your old coworkers, if any of them were listening, real, real happy to hear that it sucks and it was the biggest mistake of your life and that kind of thing. Why would I do that though? I don't know. I mean, just don't let your new coworkers hear the show. But there's a lot of them, and they might want to hear the show. How else am I going to impress these people? <laughs> Yeah, saying you have a podcast isn't something totally passe. <laughs> like, oh, like they just big sigh and like, oh, what's it about? <laughs> you know, to be like, yeah. we review books. Like, oh, no one's ever done that before. But That's... they're books you wouldn't expect us to read because we're old men, but we're reading books for children. <laughs> huh? Didn't see that coming, did you? We went to the uh, bookstore, a couple of book boys in a bookstore. Yeah. Um, That's fitting. Took us a while to find the YA section. <laughs> 
<laughs> you wouldn't stop saying it super loud. Where's the YA section? Like super, super loud. All I came in here is uh, for YA. Where yeah, is it? And the lady behind the counter, I looked, she was looking at us at one point. Yeah, no, that's why I said you it. You shouted so YA, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we couldn't, we don't know what to read because we were getting Morrissey's book, uh, which is not on the Kindle. Uh, and I had to get a physical copy myself sent to us. And mine, it's going to look real good on your shelf, by the way. <laughs> That's the appeal of getting a physical book. It's also a decoration. I know. I should like try to impress the girlfriend by putting more stuff. So right when she walks in the door, there's the Morrissey book. What's it called again? The Longest Yard? The List of the Lost. List of the Lost. It's about a sprint team in the 70s. <laughs> Why would he write about that? Is it like... I don't know. I can't wait to find out, though. Historical fiction? Or did he really take the time to research some... Sprinting team from the 1970s? I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, you're looking it up. I'm just seeing if mine got delivered yet. It says it was shipped Wednesday, August 14th. Can't you track it? Doesn't it show where it is on the little no. uh, progress bar? I'd have to contact the seller. Well, and I don't want to do that. So, yeah, I ordered this book by an author I don't like, and uh, I don't even have it. So, yeah. Today we went to the bookstore. Because we need a plan B at this point. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what we're going to read in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, so we're wasting this episode talking about the Golden Compass movie, and the next one is going to have to be whatever book we find. But you had the idea of... Well, while we're trying to find the YA section, which is harder to find than you'd think, <laughs> um, I, I thought maybe we'd do some like popular self-help thing, some crappy mm. pop that self-help yep. thing. And we got, I'm opening up the photos app because I had to take pictures of it real, real quick because Ben was on the run. He wasn't going to sit around and wait. Well, the shop was going to close at some point. And nah, it wasn't. Also, it's getting kind of late. I, to, I do have to go to my new job again tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> We'll keep this short, you son of a... Uh, actually, yeah, speaking of which, where's, where's the, the timer? timer? Okay. Oh, we only have three minutes left before oh, we got to take our break. We just wasted a oh. lot of time. Okay, I didn't realize I was counting down. I thought that was counting up. I'm like, I thought. Can you see how the number forty? Yeah, I see that now. It's going backwards. Thank you. So the first book I pulled out is called "Don't Divorce: Powerful Arguments for Saving and Revitalizing Your Marriage," which I just started breaking down crying. Yeah, that one's far more relevant to you than it is to me. (laughs) Maybe this can help you if you ever get in a marriage that you won't get divorced. Uh, Then the next book that Ben picked out is called "You Are a Badass." Which I picked out because I, I decided that it would be helpful if there's a lot of copies of said book on the shelf. So that that was one of the things I was looking for. And there were like eight copies of this thing there. So that mm-hmm. seems like it would be good. It was popular enough where it sold some copies, but not so good where people actually held on to their copies where they're at the uh, the used bookstore now. So that seemed like a good sign. Exactly. And I like that philosophy. It's like it was once popular, but now we just have a ton of overstock. Yeah. So. And then I ran across, uh, I accidentally dipped into the, um, the yeah. love and relationship section because the self-help section is insanely small. Yeah. So I didn't realize I was off in a different section. I found The Game by Neil Strauss, uh, yeah. penetrating the secret society of pickup artists. And it literally looks like a Bible. So tacky. And uh, yeah. that one is like, I thought, oh, this will be easy. We read this. Everyone knows it. We can make fun of it. But something about it just seems like it'd be a dark hole that we totally were like, we get about a chapter or two in and just regret that we ever did this. Yeah, I can see it going that way. Like, not in a like, cute, fun way, like, oh, this book really sucks, but like in a, I'm really uncomfortable and now we just sound sexist kind of way. Yeah, I'm, I'm 
pretty worried about that. I feel like I'd be selling a small piece of my soul if I, <laughs> if I bought that. But think of the numbers. Think of the ratings bump that yeah, we'd get if we actually did it. So maybe you are a badass or don't divorce is what we bar- <laughs> narrowed it down to. Or, or like we discussed then, um, maybe we just use this as a starting point to do some quick research and find, like we did with the Sean Penn and Morrissey books, just find a quick uh, mm-hmm. list of crappy self-help books that were popular. Which I suggested... Uh, young adult self-help books. Yeah. You and I could be like the new voice of like young self-help. We could be the two middle-aged men that can finally talk to the kids. I mean, it's less ridiculous for you to suggest that because you actually have kids. <laughs> like, I don't have any But that's what we mean. Like, you're, to, the, you're the guy on the streets. Oh, just a complete outsider? Yeah, you're the cool guy on the streets. It's like, you're like the cool uncle that, oh, I don't know if he smokes marijuana, maybe... That kind of thing. They're kind of dangerous. We don't know about Ben. Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to have to think about that. I'm kind of leaving it to... Well, I'm going to look up young adult self-help. But okay. then it would be like not funny because it would be serious about like depression and yeah, other things like that are important. Preventing kid, you know. suicide. And yeah, like, that's like, and then it would like, be just sitting there trying to like be all morning zoo laughing. And yeah. it wouldn't be very good. So, yeah, I think we have to keep it general. I do want to stick with... the. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go down the road of divorced couples. Okay. You can go any direction you want. I think I'm going to go with, uh, like, some sort of Christian angle on divorce uh, self-help thing. We'll see, what, we'll see what I come up with. So what, are we going to read two different books and just... No, I'm just saying, we're going to see who's got the best one. I'm going to go for this one angle as I do my searches, oh, okay. and you go for whatever. Just vehemently argue in favor of whichever <laughs> book that we have, and just... Oh, I see. It's like a debate. Yeah. Where <laughs> we're forced to take this position. Yeah. I was just realizing, did you go to your first day of work with that stubble? It's not stubble, it's a carefully manicured beard. Mm, all right. Well, it looks like our timer's up. I couldn't That's why I clean it up down here, so yeah, you can tell right. it's not yeah, stubble. Right. There's a clean, hey, clean line it's there. just that they thought, like, oh, it looks like we hired a homeless man. I, this is how I looked at my interview, too. <laughs> did so, you? Yeah. Uh, they knew what they were getting into. Did you wear a wig or anything? <laughs> No, I'm just bald. <laughs> they know it. Uh, well, the giant timer just went off, so we spent the first half of this just BSing. That's good, because I don't really want to talk about that awful movie that much. I know, but I also love that the giant timer we have on the screen, you couldn't stop staring at it as it was getting closer and closer to zero. Well, yeah. I was... kept watching your face, and you kept glancing over while yeah. I was talking. Is that a hard stop or not? Uh, yeah. Apparently not. That's... No, it's just a gentle guide. So, yeah, so let's take a breather. With that, we're taking a break. There we go, Ben. Now we're recording again. Let's get that timer in. Oh. <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, I burped. Yeah. Well, I can't help By it. The Actually, way, we if, don't need the timer. If there you're we looking for, well, that, that burp, though, that you just did. Yeah. Um, if you want notes from my mom, she didn't like how you burped on one of the... <laughs> the she doesn't like that I'm reading setting. picture of Dorian Gray because it's too long. She doesn't like that I burped at one point. Yeah. Your mom was real fussy. She said you sounded kind of unprofessional. <laughs> the Golden Compass, Ben, the movie. Yeah. It stars Nicole Kidman. Yep. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, a little girl I've never heard of. Dakota Blue Richards. 
<laughs> how come you know? It's not even on your notes. How do you come you? Uh, how come you? Yeah, know see, that? I don't need to take notes. I got it uh, off yeah, in my head. Boy, here we go. She was on the uh, hit British teen drama Skins. She played Frankie. Oh, very familiar. Very familiar. What? Who else? Who's doing the voice? Oh, the guy Ian from McKellen? Deadwood. Yeah. He was the Wait, voice the guy of from Deadwood. He was in Deadwood. Ian McKellen was. Oh no, not Ian McKellen. I'm thinking of Ian McKellen was uh, the bear. Uh, Eric Bjornsson. Yeah. Um, Am I thinking of the right guy? No, you're right. Okay. Uh, about that, but. Okay. Oh yeah, you said something about that. I've never Ian watched... McShane. Oh, okay, that's the reason I'm getting confused. Oh, I can see where the yeah, that's very confusing. I'm gonna push you down a flight of stairs. First but of all, I was, that's confusing. They both have the same first name. How is that not confusing? That's very confusing. I can't even tell if you're being serious anymore. The neither, narrator, Ben. Neither can I half the time. I know. <laughs> I love that you're like in the bathroom and you accidentally like drop your toothbrush. You're like, oh, butterfingers. And then you just start crying. <laughs> can't even handle yourself. The narrator basically spells out everything that we have been questioning for two books now. Uh, yeah. So it was helpful in that regard. Talks about the different dimensions. Flat out says the demons are souls and how we here in this dimension. So the narrator is talking about things from our point of view in this dimension yeah. with this weird fantasy dimensions saying about how we have souls in our bodies, but they have souls outside their bodies and they're demons Yeah, or demons or whatever you want to call them. Um, well, it's pronounced demon. Fine. So let's uh, call them that. Ava Green, she was in it too. I saw that you just closed IMDb, you <laughs> cheating pile of crap. Uh, but that's my notes. But now we're you reading, took notes. I was looking book two, at and book two doesn't have it's misled us even more. This movie they had to have talked to the author to get these kind of details. So did, did they he change his mind? Do you think they did, or book? do you think they just read the book? They had to have talked. They, they had to buy the rights from the author or, or license it or whatever. Why well, not? Yeah, but that doesn't mean they consulted with him on that. Maybe he just sold the rights and he didn't have any. Uh, it's I don't a possibility. Know. I don't it know how Hollywood works. Really, really weird if they're like, uh, we'd like to make a movie out of your book. And they're like, oh, great. If you need any help, they're like, yeah, yeah, calm down, calm down. We'll take it from here. Thanks. Well, maybe Philip Pullman is a cynical sellout and they say, hey, we want to make a movie out of your book. And he's like, how much? What are we talking here? Are we all going to get our beaks wet? What are we talking here? Let's, Let's talk get numbers. down to brass tacks. <laughs> exactly. Let's stop with the little song and dance, yeah. all right? Yeah. Let's just get to business. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Right off the bat, they explain that to you. That's something I would have liked to know right off the bat in the first book. But even in the second book, we still don't have complete clarity on what demons are and are they compared to souls that we have in our bodies. Because the whole... Uh, Specters or whatever. Yeah. We don't really know what they're doing. Are they sucking think, the souls out? But now we know that they just love attention or whatever. It's Everything's so uh, vague in the second book. So that was frustrating. Yeah. Sam Elliott. <laughs> For the next 26 minutes, you're just going to be throwing out names. Well, the thing is I could because it was a star-studded cast. <laughs> Lots of talent went to waste You throwing out like, the, the name of the lighting supervisor or best boy. <laughs> I wrote down, uh, oh, well, apparently it spelled spell corrected me, uh, Lord Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> but then he has a beard. He's got a little beard, kind of like you. Kind of like mine, stubbly yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, he smirks when he's being saved from poisoning. So in the book, he was just annoyed at Lyra, the Lyra, Lyra, for uh, saving him. 
But here in the movie, he kind of like gives her a little wink. He's kind of like, yeah, I'm being rough on you, but you know, I got a heart of gold. So he's totally, in this movie, he's being like really much framed as the rough around the edges, but loving dad. Where in the book, that was not the case, right? Yes, which I feel like the book is better in that regard, because let's not forget, he's trying to kill God. (laughs) So it seems, the tone seems odd that he's this, you know. Do they point that out in the movie? I'm not wondering if I skipped over that. I think they made that explicit, did they? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. And the one thing to make really clear here, uh, so I'm not just lift, lifting off all my stuff, um, they stayed fairly true to the book. I mean, they left out some characters and stuff, um, but they stayed fairly true to the book down to all the different scenes and places they've been, where in the book it takes you a while to get from uh, Lyra being at the school to finally being with the Egyptians yeah. on the boats to finally, like... You know, meeting her dad, did she mean? Yeah, she did. Uh, like, it takes a while to get to these places, so you learn a lot about her and about the people she's with and that sort of thing. And by the time she meets the bears and a relationship with the bear. Yeah. So it's a long process. It's most of the book. In the yeah. movie, they just rifled it's, through it. Yeah, the pacing was jarring. Yeah, and um, you made the point that, like, you don't have time to care about anyone you're looking at on the screen. Yeah, if I hadn't read the book and, I was, and the movie was my only exposure to the story, I would have no idea why any of the characters are doing the things they're doing. <laughs> no, exactly. It, there was just no time to establish any of that. And that was the thing was that they, uh, it was, it almost seemed like a lot of buildup or just, like, minutia to get to the big point. Like, yeah. I was thinking, like, oh, okay, they're, like, if I didn't know anything about the book, I would think, like, okay, this is just a lot of, like, running. Like, you're just this frantic, dizzying running from one spot to another because they're going to land on something big, and that's going to be the rest of the movie. Um, but knowing the book, I was just like, oh, they're just rifling through the book as fast as they can. And yeah. I'm like, they must spend... This thing was made in the mid-2000s, so we've all seen Lord of the Rings or knew of its existence back then. The battle scenes were the whole point. I was like, okay... They're just rifling through this because they're really going to settle on this bear battle scene. This is where like 90% of their CGI budget is going to go into this. Yeah. And that was depressing as hell. They couldn't even afford CGI blood when the bear's <laughs> face know. fell off. The one bear, uh, like one bear gets swiped across the face and you see the scars, but no blood comes out. And his jaw fell off, right? His jaw got knocked off, yeah. but there was no blood. No. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Kathy Bates. <laughs> I didn't even realize she was in that until just now. Did you catch Kathy Bates? Oh, she was one of the Egyptians, wasn't she? No, she was just the voice. She was the voice of uh, Scoresby's demon, Hester. Was she really? Yeah, I just oh. just found that out right now. Weird. Good thing I have my notes open here. Good thing I'm capable of just making up stuff that never happened and being convinced that that's how things work. I do that in my life all the time. Um, I put down that the monkey looks like crap. The monkey demon? Yeah, CGI has come a long way in the last 12 years, I think. But the other CGI animals looked fairly okay, but for some reason this golden monkey just looked insane. It looked like the same kind of CGI from the monkeys in the first Jumanji. We're just like really surreal and bizarre looking. That's the way this thing looked. Oh, there was green flames in uh, Mrs. Coulter's house? Yeah, I don't understand. Well, what was that about? So... It seems like fires in this world emit green flames for some reason. But not all of them. Yeah, not the candles. Only, like, logs. Mm. Which, I mean, doesn't really affect anything, but I don't know. It was just annoying. It was just just this weird detail that was tacked on for no apparent reason. Yeah, and it wasn't that we're, like, nitpicking. They kind of were really showy about it. Yeah. (laughs) It was, was like, really kind of thrown in your face. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's green. Yeah, they have green flames. Why is this a thing that I'm supposed to pay attention to? 
But yeah, not the candles, just the fireplace fires. Uh, oh, this doesn't mean anything, but I was just really annoyed at the actress uh, because she's one, well, she's a little kid and she's probably someone's niece and, uh, you know, has taken acting classes. And so, so she's in there. Uh, but before she goes into the secret room at Mrs. Coulter's place, she goes through a whole series of emotions that were just so poorly acted. I started laughing because she goes from like fussy because she doesn't like Mrs. Coulter and angry, then suspicious about the room and then scared. <laughs> just yeah. like all within a 30 second span. It was completely amazing to me. Yeah, which just gets back to the pacing too. Yeah. This is like in the book that happened over the course of weeks. Yeah, in book, exactly. And, whereas in the movie it was 30 seconds. <laughs> I love that there's somebody, like they hired somebody who's supposed to be sort of like keeping the movie to canon and they're like, nah, you can't just have her, like, discover the room. She went through all these emotions before then. I'm like, okay, let's just do that yeah. real quick in a five-minute scene. Yeah. Uh, this one we both said in all caps. Uh, they skipped the pervert. The guy yeah. that tries to get her drunk. Yeah. That was Where something we both were texting. Her trip to the hot dog stand <laughs> to talk about her dad, who's a murderer by profession, to scare off the pervert. Yeah, yeah that, that whole, whole thing was gone. And that was... Probably one of the things that and bear fights uh, were one of the things that really stood out. Like, oh, there's just a pervert for no reason trying to get her drunk. Well, <laughs> unless I mean, he turned out to be something later, I'm not paying attention. I to. don't know if he. Well, I don't think he did. But if you think about like that scene in the book, as far as character development, I think that kind of established Lyra's propensity for lying, just being a pathological liar and being really good at it, and being yeah. able to talk her way out of a situation. Did they really focus on the lying? They didn't focus on any character development. It was just a series of really quick, jarring events. I think the only time they ever showed her world-famous lying is when she, the kids were chasing her, and she's like, you can't go past this gate. So, yeah, I guess they just got that out of the way right at the beginning. Yeah, but as someone that doesn't know anything about the books, like, as if you'd be like, oh, she lied once. That must be a major character trait. (laughs) Because you never see it again for the rest of the movie. Yeah, but that's all we had to go on, I guess. Uh, We got in here that... Oh, I put down that Pan basically is the narrator. So most of the... Like, I don't know how long the movie is. Two hours? The first half... It felt like four... I don't know. It felt like a long time. Well, it's just... But it also felt like not much time. It didn't feel like much time because it kept feeling like they were building up for something they were going to really spend a lot of time on. But they didn't. They just rifled through everything and then, like, end credits. I guess it felt like two hours. Yeah. Well, we can't decide. It's a paradox. Was it? Did it feel like two hours, or did it feel like it was a half hour? I don't know. Uh, that Pan keeps being the narrator. So there's a scene, I forget, it's in the beginning, and they're both at this one desk. I think it's when she's sneaking in before she hides and finds that they try to poison Lord Azrael. That she's sitting there with Pan, and they're looking at something, and then Pan says, Oh, be careful, Lyra, because... As you know, anything you do to hurt yourself hurts me. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, that is so heavy-handed. And he does that throughout all of it. I mean, it's like, we can't be too separated too far apart. You know that, right? You remember. And she's like, yeah, I remember. (laughs) Yeah. I get it. You can't be far apart, and you can't. They both get hurt. The battle scenes were hilarious, because every time a person got killed with their demon next to him, the demon turned into kind of like a bunch of fireflies and flew away. Yeah, that's kind of... I thought it was weird. Yeah. Because in the book, it was like a long death. Like, the person dies, and then the demon kind of slowly dies afterwards, next to the corpse of the person. I remember that. Then they turn into a coin, or they lay a coin there. I can't remember that part. But I remember it wasn't just instant, like, I thought it kind of was. Yeah. I thought the... Maybe you too bad you don't get your little books with you, or a a not-empty notepad where you could have taken down some notes on this. Mrs. Coulter... Freddie Highmore. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that you found a thing that <laughs> you're gonna do tonight. Mrs. Coulter releases the metal bug. Isn't that wrong? Well, we had some confusion about that. Because in the book, didn't the metal bug basically was trying to go after Mrs. Coulter? Didn't we discover later? Uh, I mean, maybe did I'm we? No, sense. I think we were confused as to the rules of this metal bug, I think. Because it seemed like it was obvious that Coulter sent it after Lyra mm. and found her on the boat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then later, because they established like the bug would just for all eternity go after Lyra, right? Wasn't that what it was? That was but the then it got idea. out of the box and then it went and attacked Mrs. Coulter. Yeah. Which made me think that somebody was trying somebody to else. kill Mrs. Coulter and Lyra mm. happened to be around and they caught it thinking it was for her. Yeah, but I guess that was never really tied up one way or another in the book, was it? I Which think is just there was more this... uh, fantastic writing. Well, maybe it'll be resolved in book three. <laughs> that would be awesome if book three, the first chapter, is like just like the second book, just starts rifling off a lot of like loose yeah. ends. Yeah. And uh, the the bug from the first book winds up being cleared up in Yeah, book the bug, three. which was never mentioned again thereafter. Yeah, I don't think or it was bears. really that... There better be some bears in the third book. Not, I don't think anyone even mentioned a bear in book, ter- in book two. Oh, you know, Yurik, I, I love you so much. That whole speech she gave, I'm so sorry I set you up to have to battle with this king bear and all this stuff. And then it's like she kind of just never mentions him again after she's uh, split up. But yeah. there's all this love there. One well, that really annoyed me because I had a lot of love there for the bears. <laughs> and then Lee Scoresby's in his world up in the north mm-hmm. looking for Stanislaus Grumman. Mm-hmm. You know, prime, Scoop up prime bear. bear territory. I Why know. didn't they cross paths with any bears during Apparently that journey? Not. He's only the king bear now, so just go to the palace. Yeah, and, uh, it's right there in Svalbard. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, Sam Elliott is Lee Scoresby. Yeah. That made me pretty happy. I thought that was pretty funny. Sam Elliott's not enough stuff. Not the greatest actor in the world. I just love his mustache. Oh, what? You're making a confused face. Is something, is something wrong, Ben? No, I was just curious. Is he still alive? I don't know. Time to look it up. Oh, yeah. looks like he is. Good for him. How do you know? Because I just looked it up here in my note. I, you already know oh, I had a IMDb picture of his open. face. Damn it, you're right. Did you not know what Sam Elliott looks like? Years what? active, 1967 to the present. A lost in his eyes and his he's mustache. He's a handsome man, isn't he? He's a handsome man. So he's in his 70s and he's uh, so 75 he... and he looks fine. How the hell does that happen? Well, I'm sorry for even questioning if he was still alive. <laughs> Jim Carter. That's who played John Fowl. Now you're talking about oh, Jim Carter that? from uh, Downton Abbey. I was just going to say Downton Abbey because I yeah. made a note of that too. Uh, their boats have sails and a big old paddle wheel, like a riverboat. Yeah, what did you think of the whole kind of steampunk aesthetic of that world with the, the funny yeah. the funny Zeppelins and the funny boats and the, <laughs> the London architecture with every building was like topped with a greenhouse or something yeah yeah uh, it was definitely um definitely of the movie is of its time when steampunk was still kind of like oh let's get yeah. that in a movie yeah. like, everything's got weird brass flanges and stuff and yeah um oh they skipped past a ton of stuff to get to his bear armor like the whole having to go into the house and get it they just like yeah. Where's my armor? And then it just like, like cuts to the doors opening. I'm wearing it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> that, that, that was pretty funny. Uh, oh, I put down as a note, when the movie is in trouble, just get the guy who played Claudius and I, Claudius. 
<laughs> that actor who played Claudius and I Claudius. I forget his name. You got the, he... you got the thing right there. Well, I th- that's not how it's listed here. I Claudius, written by Jack Pullman, starred Derek Jacobi as Claudius. There we go, Sir Derek George Jacobi. Okay, there's his the, face. The magisterial emissary. Oh, the uh, kid that they find in the shack without a demon. It yeah. wasn't a random kid. Who was it again? It was her friend that got stolen. It was, uh, can't remember the kid's name. In the book, it was just some random kid. But mm-hmm. in the movie, it was, it was Costa, Billy Costa, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The Egyptian yeah, kid? Yeah, like her friend or whatever. Yeah, Egyptian, yeah. I think it was Billy Costa. Um, yeah, Which, and so like he escaped or something, and so then, yeah, it was weird. And he didn't die, did he? I think he was, like, still around, and they just kind of stopped mentioning him towards the end of the movie. They showed him later. He didn't die in the movie? I don't think he died in the movie. I don't know. I, I have to admit, I was not paying close attention at a certain point. Yeah, it started to fade out. I just remember you texting, like, that's not some random kid. And then I was like, yeah, what the heck is that about? And then it was, like, later on they showed him, like, I swear one of the Egyptian women were like, yeah, we're going to send him to a good home or something like that. Like it was. Oh, some, really? They literally were, like, getting him out. But also, like... I wonder what the rating of this movie was because they didn't show any blood and no one really died that I remember. And the battle scenes, people just fall over and their demons are just turned into like sparkles. Looks like it was PG 13. Was it really? It's... Then why didn't they just let the little kid die? Let the kid die. Show I... some blood when you knock a jaw off a bear. I agree. They have an electric fence that splits the demons, and that's what I wrote. That's the end of my notes, Ben. That's me carrying the show for you. <laughs> what a fine job you've done with it, boss. Thanks, I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. You got any thoughts, Ben? I mean, I see you flipping through our old conversation. It was bad. It was tedious. <laughs> I, I, I was let down because maybe I completely misunderstood him, but my... Now former coworker because mm-hmm. I don't because I got a new job I don't work at the old job anymore I got a new job yeah like I said you keep bragging about this shit yeah I'm pretty happy about it okay fine Jesus Christ anyway um, the movie nerd at my old job said you just call him a movie nerd cinephile is that you think better he appreciates yeah yeah cinephile maybe I mean this is okay. the man that turned you on to this entire franchise well he said the this movie wasn't bad. He said I would have been, I would watch the first one and be disappointed that they didn't continue with the trilogy. And you're kidding me. Yeah, I'm not though. I'm Isn't not this kidding. a man that made fun of me for not being able to read the books? <laughs> no, <laughs> Is that, he the one with the comic book no, version? No, I'm the one that makes fun of you. But what about the comic book version that he was touting? No, no, that's that's a diff- that's a friend of mine. Jesus, there's like a lot of people at your old job that don't like. Me. No, that was a, the per, the one with the. <laughs> The comic book. <laughs> he wasn't a coworker. He's just a friend of mine. Oh, so there's a wide swath of people out there that don't appreciate. Me. Yeah, I've I've brought in a diverse audience to this show. <laughs> Relatives, coworkers, friends. So he says you're going to watch this and you're going to regret that they didn't make a sequel. Yeah, he said I would be I would want to watch the next two installments. It would it would leave me wanting more. And maybe mm. maybe I just was zoning him out. And maybe he said you'll be glad they didn't make the rest of this. <laughs> But that's not the impression I got. But I mean, that's not the impression I got from him. But that's the reality of it. I'm I'm glad there aren't two more movies of that. Yeah, I'm I mean, still looking forward to the HBO adaptation. Oh, I think that could be good. I think it's mm-hmm. promising. I think it'll work better as you know an eight episode series than as a two hour movie. 
Yeah, I got a feeling like after reading the first couple books that they're going to make the book more like probably gritty, which is cheesy to say, but also just like more interesting. Like, I think when you're visually seeing more blood and gore or you're seeing Mrs. Coulter, hopefully they've got someone that's like kind of creepy and annoying enough, but also charming in a weird way and that sort of thing. Like, but the book itself. Ruth Wilson. Let me see Ruth Wilson's face. You've seen her face on the TV show Luther. English actress. Yeah. Suburban shootout. Jane Eyre. Luther. I'm looking. Anna Karenina. Start alongside Idris Elba. Saving Mrs. Banks. Wait, her? Yes, her. (laughs) Put your mouth right on the microphone for that. Okay. I'm not familiar. I haven't uh, seen her in anything. Did you ever watch the show Luther? She was no, in that. I haven't watched Luther. Well, hopefully she does a good job. She's pretty good on Luther. What's Luther about? Uh, Luther is a detective like, police, kind of a disgraced police officer. Okay. Let's... Kind, of a, kind of a roguish cop played by Idris Elba. Uh, why, are right. you, why are you rolling your eyes at me? I don't know. Another cop drama. It's, he's a loose cannon. I don't, I'm not excited. But all right, fine. Whatever. He's she battling probably... some personal demons. <laughs> does that appeal to you at all? I think they need to bring back the suicidal cop, like uh, from all the Mel Gibson movies. Lethal Lethal Weapon. Because it always would start out with him sitting in his trailer with a gun in his (laughs) mouth crying. And he's like, no, I can't do it. The people need me. Like, I think we need more of that back in in movies again about cop dramas. I'll tell you one thing about Luther. He doesn't play by the rules all the time. (laughs) But he gets results, damn it. Yeah, there's somebody else I knew that didn't really play by the rules. He's a little (laughs) bit of a bad boy. Well, let's just say that he's done a lot of controversial things. <laughs> you ever listen to Creed? <laughs> Do you mind if I throw a little Creed on the hi-fi right now as we're talking? It just, just to help us loosen up a little bit. I don't think we can afford the licensing rights for that. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be all on board with that idea. <laughs> I love how I had an opportunity to just roll that right in the whole speech. <laughs> I know somebody else that's called a loose, kind of considered a loose cannon. He said a lot of things a lot of people didn't like. <laughs> you could say he was battling some demons, too. <laughs> I ran out of jokes. Jokes about Jesus. <laughs> I don't got any more left, but... Oh, you know that the, the house shirt? Oh, this is closer. Greek Oh, design. yeah, how's that coming along? The guy sent back... Um, I'll show it to you. The guy sent back... So he sent us a line drawing, and he said, uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah. So this is the frog. Is that he, what the caption is going to say? Fuck yeah, or what is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. There's the vape pen. There's nice. the drink. He's wearing the shorts. So it's this messy sort of line drawing, right? Like a yeah. pencil drawing. Yeah. And we're expecting it's going to be, like, solid black lines. This is the final. What? He, yeah. He sent my daughter the final. This is the final. That's the final? Yeah. It's just a pencil sketch. What the hell is that? You can see the little circles in his toes where he was trying to get the roundness just right and everything. Yeah. So he made a pencil sketch, and that's it. That's what we paid for. You paid, what, $40 for that? Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, that is ridiculous. So are you just going to do it yourself now? I don't have to cut or trace over it or whatever, but he didn't even put the fuck yeah over the bottom and the top. So apparently there's a lot more work left. Did you not give him good enough specs? We did. Do you want me to read her description again? (laughs) Because it was very thorough. I don't think she left much room for interpretation. 
No, I remember you reading. I had a pretty clear picture in my mind when you read me that description. He and did a great job. This, it well, just he started. He, yeah, he started to do a great job. Yeah. I'm just depressed that your mom's not interested in my podcast and doesn't think I have a professional burping ability. She didn't listen to any of my early ones. Okay, she wasn't criticizing the quality of your burp. She, She's not saying that you burped poorly. She's saying it was unprofessional that you burped at all. I think you... I'm sorry you misinterpreted the notes I was giving you there. I'm just disappointed in your mom. <laughs> Did you go see a movie with her recently? <laughs> Weren't you going to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with your mom? No, I went by myself, like I told you oh, I was going you? to. Oh, I, I said I'd go with you. Apparently, you didn't take said, that seriously. I don't think. Oh, it was good. I'd go see it again. Oh, well, you missed your chance. I was now. perfectly happy watching it by myself. That's amazing. All right. Well, I thought the movie sucked as well. Yeah. And uh, uh, it was no Batman versus Superman. I didn't see that. You didn't see it. I am, I hate superhero movies. Oh, I, I, I know. Have I'm no, not a big fan. Um, I've noticed. There, I haven't seen any of the, the Avengers shit. I don't have any desire to you know i've never seen any of the avengers stuff either but i did watch uh end game the one before that or whatever and they actually so you have the i've seen the last two basically okay. like now it's more or less done they're just they're gonna recycle so in. why are they all three hours long first of I all don't know, and like i i expected to know all these characters no that's and, the thing and like care about those, them too those, I, if you watch those last two you don't have to know any of the characters or anything it's set up almost as if it's its own story I don't I just it wasn't that bad care. I actually didn't mind it, it wasn't that well that's a ringing endorsement it wasn't that bad it was definitely better than Batman vs Superman I was stuck at a a gentleman's only cabin trip <laughs> don't say nope don't make a joke uh <clears throat> It was for the ad agency I worked at, and they would have... Oh, that's... Oh. Boys Weekend, or Guys Weekend, or whatever they that's call even it. with oh, co-workers. What's that? I thought it was going to be friends or relatives on this Guys Only. No, 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 this is co-workers. Oh, that's even worse. And it's worse. like, if, and they're... The, the people in this company, well, now it's pretty much dissolved, but at the time it was very much like... It was the founders of the company were there, and if you were kind of like on the inside, you get to go to this like weekend trip up to this cabin where you drink a lot and stuff. Oh, you were on the inside, right? Oh, I was on the inside. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got inside. Well done. Yeah, thank you. And um, they, uh, so they invited me, and so I went, and I was like, okay, apparently this is where everyone's going to get rowdy. It's definitely this like 1980s or 70s style like boys club kind of attitude, and I'm like, this is weird. All right, I guess I'll do it. So I went, and... Um, no, they just drank and made a fire and then brought a TV outside by the fire and played Batman versus Superman on the television. <laughs> and we all sat around and everyone fell asleep but me. And I'm just sitting there like, this is not the kind of crazy... Like, I was expecting that, like, some sort of, like, we got corporate accounts, we're going to spend this money. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we flew in prostitutes from some other country or something. Like, I was expecting something seedy and, uh-huh. and like, these are, you know, get secrets you got to keep that don't leave the cabin. No, they just got drunk and slept, and did I you, watched Batman versus Superman. Did you take out your Sharpie and draw dicks on all their foreheads or something? <laughs> gotcha, fellas, huh? <laughs> Boys weekend! Yeah! <laughs> but no. Well, do you want to do your thing, or do we skip it since it's not a real episode? I think we skip it. Okay, sounds we good. We talked about a movie. We didn't talk about a book. Yeah, that's fine. We're not movie boys. Don't. <laughs> Don't scream movie boys. You're hesitating. 
your body's tensing up. I can see you're planning something. You're like no. a panther about to strike. No, that's my usual shtick, but I had a different shtick today. Remember, I was just... Uh... Shouting names of actors, yeah. Yeah. All right, fine. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. Do you want to do the promotion at the end about liking and subscribing? We got an explicit tag on here. There's some bad words. <laughs> no, it's not that. The whole, uh, forget it. Well, tune in for the next episode. Can I tell episode. you about Audible or something? <laughs> no. Oh, Anchor. I'm sorry, it's Anchor. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to say like and subscribe or whatever the routine Yeah, kids, uh, sma- smash that something. like button. <laughs> <laughs> and drop us a, a review. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks, Ben. That's fantastic. Make sure to tune in to the next, and, the next episode. And like, if you subscribe, that's great. But if you could also get your mom to subscribe, that would help, too, because moms love if this show. If we could show. just get five more moms to listen to this show. Yeah. We'll be up over $5 in no time. I know. And then that way we can share a cup of coffee. Yeah. Which is totally where this night's been going. <laughs>